Hello and welcome to Coffee Catch-Up with me, Ian Halfpenny, helping you escape the rat race, build financial freedom and live your dream life now. And here is your host, me, Ian Halfpenny. Greetings world and what a pleasure it is to be here with you today on my first ever podcast, Coffee Catch-Up with Ian Halfpenny. I literally want this to be like just the two of us are sat down having a coffee together and chatting. Although it's probably going to be a one-way conversation. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about the biggest lesson that I've learned as a result of the Brandt Effect. Now, first of all, what is the Brandt Effect, I hear you saying? Well, the Brandt Effect is a catalyst. It was something that happened in my life that changed the course and the direction of my life forever. It's actually a very sad story, but the outcome of it, the legacy that has been left, is incredible. You see, it was a couple of years ago when I got this phone call, and it was a phone call from my mother saying that my stepfather had been taken ill, and he'd been taken into hospital. Now, in the typical mother faction, she said, nothing to worry about, everything's okay, But you sort of know, you can tell the tone of voice that your parents use. You know when they're not telling you the whole truth. And so I jumped in my car. I drove an hour and a half to get to the hospital just to be there with my mom and with my stepdad. You see, he'd had a a problem with his stomach over the, the last couple of months. And finally, mom had got him into a hospital to have tests run. And I'll never forget that moment when the doctor walked in and started to draw the curtains around the bed. You could just tell straight away from his body language and the tone of voice that he was using that actually there seems to be a serious problem. He sat down there and went on and told us that they'd found a number of tumours in and around my stepfather's stomach and that those tumours were cancerous. It sort of hit us like a ton of bricks in the face where you just feel so numb and so confused straight away. Here is this young guy, fit, healthy, with this diagnosis coming his way. I I can't explain the feelings that we had there and then in the moment, but what I can say to you is I just loved my stepfather's reaction, which was just to say, right, let's pray. Straight away, they got him onto a chemotherapy treatment And over time, we just watched him slowly, slowly deteriorate. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. But I tell you one thing, I never heard him moan and I never heard him complain. We celebrated his 61st birthday with him, even though he wasn't feeling too well. I I remember this one moment of him being asked if he wanted a McDonald's milkshake and his eyes just lit up because he could no longer communicate through his mouth. It was just a wonderful moment just to to see that expression. But it wasn't long. In fact, it was just over four months since that initial diagnosis that Gary then passed away and went on to be with the Lord in heaven. I remember just sat there after he'd taken his final breath, just thinking about his life. He was such a good mentor to me and such a good coach. But actually, I realised that he'd left left a huge legacy for all of us just by the way that he lived and the example that he set. You see, here's the biggest lesson that I learned from the Brandt Effect, and that's that you don't have to live the way everyone else is living. You see, Gary, in his early 50s, chose to escape the rat race and start working in his passion, 
he was able to turn his his passion, which was photography, into his profession. And by doing so, he was no longer working 50, 60, 70 hours a week, bombing up and down the motorway, 30,000 miles a year. He was able to be at home, spend his time doing the things that he really enjoyed, which was photography, but spending time with his family. Him and mom used to go out to uh, national trusts and English heritage buildings for nice walks in the countryside and then sit down and have an afternoon tea together. And I, I just paused and thought they wouldn't have been able to do that unless he'd escaped the rat race. Now, imagine, just just think with me for a second. If Gary had lived a normal life and retired in his 60s, 65, 66, 67. I mean, this age just keeps moving, doesn't it? I think we're at 67 when people now retire. If he'd waited to retire until he was the age of retirement, well, he would never have got there. Yet what he chose to do was in his early 50s, he chose to live his dream life now. Now, that is the biggest lesson that I've taken away from the life and the example of my wonderful stepfather. I'm so glad that he was bold enough to retire in his 50s because that showed me that I don't have to conform. I don't have to live the way everyone else does and retire 65, 66, 67. Like, why do we think that we actually have to do that? Surely we should be investing our time into the things that are actually important to us into our family, our friends, our hobbies and our, our interests. Surely that's where our time should go, not into work. You see, what he showed me was retirement doesn't have to be this, this destination in the future when you're 65, 66 or 67. It's actually a lifestyle. It's how you choose to live now. Think about it. Not everyone retires in their 60s. Think about footballers and sports people. They don't wait till they're 65 to retire, do they? They retire earlier, much earlier, in their 30s or even in their 40s. You see, I think we've got things backwards here. The peak of our life, when we're the healthiest, the fittest, we give to the thing that is actually the least important, we decide to work for a company or for someone else. You see, what I realise is, is working in the rat race and living the traditional life means actually what you're doing is you're building someone else's dream. You're building their vision. You're doing what's important to them and to the company that you work for. In, in effect, you're sacrificing your life and your priorities to build someone else's dream. It's all backwards. It's all wrong. Where actually what we should be doing is living life the way we want to be doing it, investing it into what's important to us. That's the thing that should be seen in and through our schedule. You see, I believe you only get one life. So I want to live it right. I want to live it the way that I want to live it. I don't want to be forced to work until I'm in my 60s. Why? When there's opportunities to retire earlier. Now, I realise I'm ranting here. I realise I'm on my high horse, so I will calm down just a little bit. I think I've made my point. The biggest lesson that I've learned from Gary Brandt is the fact that we don't have to live a traditional life, that we actually should be able to invest our time into the things that really matter, which are likely to be our family, our friends, our hobbies, our interests. We shouldn't be investing our time into things that don't have an internal impact. Why would we do that? We've got to stop it. 
All right, high horse, I'm coming down. I'll calm back down again and breathe. Okay, so the other lesson that stands out for me is by Gary making the decision to leave the rat race, escape the rat race in his early 50s, him and mom also had to make the decision to sacrifice money and material possessions for living a life on their own terms. You see, leaving the rat race, a full-time job working 50, 60 hours a week, to then go and turn your passion into a profession and work a lot less hours also means taking less money home. And But they place the value on time rather than on money. Now, that is huge. Just think about it for a second. Think about true wealth being not seen in pounds and pence that you own, but actually in the seconds and minutes that you control. That's groundbreaking if you just change that one mindset and say, you know what? Life isn't about money. It's not about materialism. It's not about keeping up with the Joneses. It's actually about owning your own time. So then again, you can invest it into the things that matter. They were both willing to make that sacrifice in order to live life to its full potential. Now, I realize I'm just giving you two now. I said this was going to be one biggest takeaway from the Brandt effect. Well, there's actually two right there now. So I, I think we should start bringing it to a close because we're probably halfway down our cup of coffee now and I can rant for absolutely hours. So here's the two takeaway things from our little coffee catch up today. And that is number one, the biggest lesson from the Brandt effect is we don't have to wait till we're in our 60s to retire. We can retire early and live life on our own terms. Now, I know you're thinking straight away, how, 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 how? Well, keep listening because over the next coming weeks, I will start talking more about how I've been able to do it and how as a result of the Brandt effect, I've been able to retire in my 30s, which is just ridiculous. The second takeaway is true wealth is not seen in the pounds and pence that we own but it's actually seen in the seconds and minutes that we control. Our focus should not never be on more money, more materialism. It should be on owning our own time and investing that time wisely. We only get to live once, so let's live well. I look forward to having another cup of coffee with you again soon. Cheerio! Thank you for listening to this podcast, Coffee Catch-Up with Ian Halfpenny, the author of The Brandt Effect, How to Live Your Dream Life Through Property Investment. Ian Halfpenny helping you escape the rat race, build financial freedom and live your dream life now.